The Fun Learning Chinese Podcast. Join me and my Chinese tutor as we explore everyday Chinese vocabulary in ways that make sense to an adult learner. Hi, this is Laura. Today we're going to talk about Chinese names, both why a lot of native Chinese speakers introduce themselves by their English names and how to learn to recognize Chinese names and, and not be too confused by them in the context of Chinese writing. So I've titled this blog, if you want to look it up and follow along, The Many Faces of Chinese Names. Every Chinese person I have met has had an English name. Whether they were living in Taiwan, living in the United States, or on a cruise ship, each one of them has introduced themselves by their English name. They would only tell me their Chinese name when I asked. I would try to say it and would sometimes get it correct, but they seemed to want me to use their English name. I think this is partly because the tones are so important in Chinese. English speakers who are not fluent in Chinese almost always mangle Chinese names. This may not seem like a big deal to English speakers, whose names are not so closely linked with meaning. English-speaking parents may look at meanings when they choose a name, but even names that are clearly based on words are not thought of as more than names most of the time. And if they are pronounced with one accent or another, it doesn't change the meaning of the name. The typical personal name for a Chinese person is actual words chosen for their particular meanings. If they are said with the wrong tones, their meaning is at best wiped out and at worst turned into something undesirable. It is very important to them that you say their names correctly. Exactly which character is written, is used, is also important because this is where the very specific meaning of the name comes from. Sometimes English names are translated into Chinese characters and sounds that communicate them to Chinese speakers. When this is done, there is usually an attempt to mimic the English sounds, at least as the Chinese speaker hears them and can say them. For instance, I read a Chinese version of The Old Woman in the Shoe, and it had all the children's names in Chinese form. However, I would have only recognized a few of them without my tutor telling me which English name they were supposed to represent. When this sound-based translation is done, the name will be written down, and the translator usually also tries to choose characters that have reasonable meanings. My tutor has translated my first name, Laura, as Lola. The first character is translated gauze or silk, and the second one to pull or to play an instrument with a bow. Since I am dedicating my latest Fun Learning Chinese book to two of my granddaughters, my tutor also gave them Chinese names. Taya is Tia. Tia. The first character of her name means orange red silk, and the second one means elegant, so I can think of her name as elegant orange red silk. Talia is Talia. Ta. Li. Yeah. The first character in her name means pagoda or tower, and the second one is jasmine. The last character is the same as the last character of Taya's name, which is fun, since they are twins. I can think of Talia's name as meaning elegant jasmine tower. 
Most people are aware that Chinese names are said and written with the surname first, followed by the personal name. When Chinese speakers write English names with Chinese characters, the standard thing to do is to retain the ori original English order of the names. They also add a period and a space after the first name, before adding the last name. So my full Chinese name is Lola Bulajete. If you use a person's Chinese name frequently, it will be easier to remember. It can be a fun way to practice the correct tones. But it all gets a little more difficult when we get into geographical names. These have a wide variety of derivations. I talk about Washington State in my book. This is a combination of a sound-alike phrase for Washington plus the Chinese word meaning province or state. It is not a place name I use much in conversation, and you can see that it visually doesn't resemble Washington, so it is challenging to remember it. Fortunately, my translator app can usually help me with geographical names. It is even harder to remember the ones that are sound-based off of the original language of a country, like Spain is España, so the Chinese is... Some names are titles, so the meaning of the title is more important than making it sound like the English words. This is usually the case with book or movie titles slash names. Often this requires capturing the concept in a way that is understood in Chinese rather than just literal translation. Many movie titles are not even close to the English title because it wouldn't appeal to the Chinese population otherwise. This is not just peculiar to Chinese. Some movie titles are even changed between English-speaking countries because the connotations and idioms are different. The name of my book in English is A Million Rocks. The concept of about a million is not expressed in quite the same way in Chinese. For starters, one million is spoken of as one hundred ten thousands. When we lived in Taiwan, I remember several commercials that played on the concept of by one, which means a million, so I had the advantage of that to help us stick in my head. When reading in Chinese characters, there is no capitalization, so the only way to recognize names or titles is to understand the context in the whole sentence. After you have familiarity with some basic vocabulary, it gets a bit easier. Even though Chinese names are made out of Chinese words, they probably won't make sense as words in the middle of the sentence. Plus, names are often attached to adjective markers or other category designations such as a market or country. Don't let Chinese names frustrate you. Try thinking of them as hidden codes in the sentences, as well as an interesting way to be exposed to fun and poetic characters. Shanghai is the correct way to say Shanghai, which basically means Oceanside. The Chinese name for American is Meiguo, and is both a sound word and means beautiful country. The name for Hawaii means powerful summer tribe. There is a lot of fun that can be had learning Chinese characters with names. Many thank yous to my Taiwanese house guest who spoke mo most of the Chinese in this podcast today. And remember that if you sign up for my newsletter, you get 21 very helpful hints for learning to speak Chinese. See you next time. 
For a written version of this lesson, including pinyin and translational diagramming, please visit my blog, funlearningchinese.com.